and welcome to Cruisin' for a Reviewsin', the podcast where I get a friend to watch a Tom Cruise movie they've never seen before and then review it with me. I'm your host, Cara Westworth, and today I am rejoined by Alison to finish Born on the 4th of July. Hello. Hi. (laughs) We'll quickly go over what we talked about in the first part. Uh, You should probably just listen to it. But where we left off, we saw that Ron had a bit of uh, showings of PTSD on the 4th of July parade. Uh, He met up with Timmy, who was also a wounded Vietnam Vietnam War vet, traded some war stories. And like like I said, we're starting to see a little bit. He's starting to question, you know, another school friend kind of said, like, you bought the lie, dude. Uh, So, yeah. He's being hyper-military, hyper-patriotic. It's probably starting to crumble just a little bit now. Yeah, I think I noticed as well, like, almost his resolve and his belief in it starts to fall down because his friend, Timmy, is like, oh, you know, I, I'm just doing whatever I can to get through the day. Like, he's self-medicating, he's mm. doing drugs. And yeah. then, like, it kind of almost twigs to him being like, oh, yeah, like, I also wasn't really looked after either after mm. I came back. So he was kind of like, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, they I... also talk about, like, those shit hospitals. Yeah. yeah. Where we li- uh, sort of leave off now... Uh, Ron goes to Syracuse to see Donna. So he's still in love with her, apparently. Sent her lots of letters and everything. Yeah. Looks like she's married because I think she was wearing a ring. Yeah, I think she was wearing a ring. I'm pretty sure she was married. She, they, you know, catch up, they reminisce, they have a nice time. Uh, it turns out she's actually an anti, a very high up anti-war protester and actually organizes yeah. rallies and things. So when she's about to head to head to one, like she keeps getting, they keep getting interrupted by people saying, oh, this person's dropped out. We need to do this. And she's like, yeah, yeah, leave it with me. And she leaves him as she's going into a rally, a meeting or something about a future rally. And she says to him, like, you don't have to, but would you consider maybe being, you know, talking out against the war, one of our protests, you know, hearing it from someone in your position would, you know, mean a lot and say a lot. He doesn't outright reject it. So that's why I think, yeah, he's starting to yeah. change his opinion. But also then she's like, okay, I got to go. He's like, I might just stick around so we can keep talking later. And she's like, all right. And just runs up the stairs and just leaves yeah. him there. And he's like, no worries. I'll just hang out in my wheelchair. <laughs> I did notice actually a lot of, there were some points where they almost, like touched on disabled access yeah yeah um and i thought that that was really interesting because obviously that's not something as like both of us are able-bodied yeah that's something that we don't really think about you know getting into a building or yeah, whatever like you just hit the stair and be like, <laughs> yeah okay, that's, i can't even getting there. up and down gutters he was like nearly falling out of his chair that's such a big thing even my local train station weirdly enough is not disabled access yes yeah, and I mean, it's so like it's 2020 are, yeah. you know it's just madness and the fact that yeah that's something that you have to think about it was something that has to even be not even like a first thought like it should it should just be automatically encapsulated yeah exactly (laughs) and it's just not a whole big thing which they only touched on kind of briefly in this but it's still yeah something I really noticed and um yeah thought about the next thing we see is he actually attends one of Donna's anti-war rallies yeah which is very interesting like he was hesitant when she first proposed it to him Ab didn't say no or anything but then he's like he must like it that much still he's like I'm just gonna I'll just entertain it see see what it's like I think it was a bit of a Forrest Gump thing like I love Jenny so much you follow her and love her yeah there's a heavy police presence around and they end up as they always do in these in these things and in real life bashing the shit out of the protesters which I found was so reminiscent of yeah. the moment so at the time of recording this there has been heaps of protests for Black Lives Matter in regards to like Trump's dictatorship 
just a whole heap of rallies in America and all of them have been peaceful and they, in America, in their constitution, they have a right to assembly. and well, Free speech. What are yeah. that free speech thing that yeah. they love so much? Yeah, and then Trump just comes in and is like, nah, executive order, sending in the military, sending in the police with all of these tear gas canisters yeah. and also rubber bullets and, you know, there's all of these awful videos of people like there's one particular that just sticks in my memory of that poor guy who he's just walking down the street and this cop just literally like pushes him yeah and he ends up literally just smashing his head on the concrete and bleeding mm. from the ear and they were going to keep walking past yeah uh, yeah it's the thing. and it's the thing i like as much as it, it's been shocking because we've seen it on social media i don't think this is a new thing like, no I mean, I this has been going on for a long time it just it wasn't yeah. televised which is why it's terrifying like as i say like how many weren't filmed like how yeah. many how many of these things aren't filmed yeah and like now knowing what we know and having the access to that information mm. knowing that like it just seems to be this whole deja vu thing over and over again yeah. like a peaceful protest yeah and then the cops are just like you know fuck this let's go <laughs> in with the buttons and beat the shit out of these people like yeah. that'll fucking hey, teach them have an opinion about this yeah no. how dare you have your <laughs> have your say wow yeah. De- democracy <laughs> None of that. <laughs> yeah, so lots of arrests and he gets separated from Donna and, you know, well, probably terrifying. Like his first yeah. protest he's gone to and it ended quite badly. He had lost his chair, didn't he? Was that, that No, one? I think you know, he was later. on his chair. Yeah. yeah, he was on his chair for this, but he nearly gets knocked out of it. And yeah. he's kind of like calling out for Donna and she's long gone. Yeah. Because um, she's been like chased off because she's one of the important ones. So they've just kind of yeah. scurried her off. On so the, she's arrested, yeah. On the hit list as such. <laughs> yeah. So let him, I guess it's maybe that night or he must know he goes back home because he's with timmy he's in a bar and he's absolutely belligerent now he's actually saying he keeps saying over and over stick a vietnam war up your ass yeah which is what that uh, orderly at the hospital had said to him and now he's ranting and raving and is now starting to sound quite anti-vietnam war yeah and it's a couple of world war ii vets who tell him to shut the fuck up basically like, yeah i'm gonna feel bad for you for being you did what you had to do and, yeah sick like, of your shit we did the same thing like yeah. just shut up yeah and so he tries to get into a fight with them which like Luckily, they break up because this is a very big, burly man and a very drunk man in a wheelchair. Yeah. Like, not <laughs> Odds on, not yeah. great. <laughs> okay. He yeah, dances with his younger, like says, let's just go to Mexico. Let's just go to Mexico. And she's like, you're crazy. Yeah. But she's like, you're munted, mate. Absolutely <laughs> fucking not. <laughs> and then he just little dance him on the dance floor until he passes out and falls over. And yeah, he falls out of his chair. Yeah. And he's like, I just want to dance. And everyone's like, you need to go home. You're, you're, you're off your face. Home, yeah. <laughs> Uh, they take his mates take him home and he's absolutely drunk and the mum is appalled like just appalled the dad's trying his best to help his son yeah. you know get to bed and everything and he start the big fight happens with the mum and everything he's saying his mum is like mostly just protesting and he's swearing yeah. at the fact he's yelling so the neighbours can hear and yeah. he's working on their, his siblings are yeah. oh one of which we forgot to mention um, we find out a little bit earlier that his younger brother is actually very anti yeah yeah and then he kind of got mad at his it brother. He got really mad at his yeah. brother of like, how yeah. do you? Basically? Yeah, like I went to the war and you have no idea what it is and like, you know, if you don't like it, leave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so the mum's mostly angry at that sort of thing and like she really fires up when he tells her to fuck off. Yeah, well, and he, he comes in guns blazing yeah. and like rips the Jesus cross that she yeah. had on the wall off and was like throwing it and she was and like, like, there's no God, yeah, there's, no, there's God. no, yeah, no country. Fuck this, fuck that. She's like, don't swear and turns herself into the victim and poor Timothy Cruz is like, I have severe PTSD and I'm self-medicating and I clearly have a problem and his mum's like ah he said 
fuck God in my house. <laughs> I want him out. And the dad's like, whoa, 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 Ron, you got to listen to your mum. Otherwise, uh, she's yeah, going to kick you out. And Imagine uh, that being like, you know what? My disabled veteran son said, <laughs> fuck God in my house. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, Onto the street yeah. with you. <laughs> That's probably why a lot of homeless people are like, I don't like the cut of your chip. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the best bit, this is one of the best bits in the whole movie. And anyone who sees this movie, I've seen reviews, like how much people talk about this. He says something about, like he pulls out his catheter and everything and he's like says something the word penis just do not say penis in this house <laughs> so he just starts screaming the word penis penis big <laughs> erect penis big fucking erect penis <laughs> it was just like Mwah. The, Perfection. the mother is dying and I'm like <laughs> big erect penis say it again Tom the dad sort of takes him to bed after that kind of dies down a bit and is like you know you've been talking about that place in Mexico that's good for vets yeah. maybe you should go there his dad was so good like yeah. I because he was like what do you need like let me help you and he's like what do you need like and his mum's like ah fucking my kids fucking got problems and then his dad's like no like I can see that you're hurting Mm. and I can see that this is not good for you like you need to do something about this and let me help you and he was so good like he connected up his catheter and like tucked him in the bed and was like you know I really think that you should go on this holiday because I think you need it Yeah, like he was so good and I was like oh Good dad, I love you so much. Dads be like this. Yes. I was like, more of this, please. Yeah, he ends up going uh, in 1970. It's called Villa Dolce. It's so it's a haven for people who have been paralyzed. Yeah, I think war it's yeah, wounded vets. Yeah, paralyzed especially because yeah. um, a lot of them are in wheelchairs. Uh, he goes there and like he's first thing he first encounters Charlie, who's played by William Defoe. He's a very uh, shouty man who's they're playing poker or something. Very typical William yeah. Defoe yeah. character. <laughs> <laughs> and like they're just surrounded by local Mexican women who are all or mostly uh, sex workers mm-hmm. and like being very well, appropriate. Yeah, but um, I can see why, like, it's, you know, it's probably cheap, so they their pension will go a long way yeah. when they're down there and there are sex workers there who are, like, more than happy to... Yeah, accommodate you know, these yeah. men. <laughs> Which they wouldn't have been able to afford in America. Like. Yeah. So... And probably also I think there, there was less of a stigma. Yeah. Like, I think in America there probably would have been more of a... Like, well, you see it in, like, Forrest Gump, for example, like, where they have that scene at New Year's where... The sex workers come home with um, Captain Dan yeah. and Forrest. And then Forrest was like, no, I don't want to do this. And then they call Forrest a slur. And he's like, don't you dare talk about my friend like that. Yeah. Like there is a lot more of a stigma, I think, probably yeah. in a Western society more so than. Yeah. Yeah. He has his first sexual experience with a sex worker who is absolutely phenomenal at her job. So like, good. Even though he's completely paralyzed. And like she keeps, you know, going down towards his genitals and he's like, I can't feel anything. And she's like, leave it up to me. I will yeah. sort you out. And yeah, yeah. he has like this profound, wonderful experience because his last thing he had was like a dance with Donna. Yeah, he literally had war, like kissed her and that was it. Yeah. And like sex workers, I was saying to Kara, like sex workers get such a bad rap and they have such a stigma. But in reality, they do the most. Like yeah. they do such amazing work. Like, you know, they form these connections. And especially a while ago, I saw an article, I think on like ABC or something about disabled people who like yeah. hire escorts. And, you know, these people, they just want to be loved. And yeah. they want to know that, you know, like they can have that experience as well. Um, and these women provide that. And I think that it is just so undervalued that these mm. women are like, yeah, no, like, you know, I see you, you're valid as a person as well. Yeah. And you have desires that should be met. And here I am. Like, yeah, exactly. And now he's like, oh, wow. Like everything. Yeah. yeah. He's like, he comes out and he's like singing. Yeah. And he's like, like wow, my dick go. works. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can't feel it, but I'm still going. <laughs> um, but 
but he, you know, he's his first, and this has happened to the best of us, his first sexual experience, he's like, I love her. I'm going to go buy her yep. a big present and propose to her. Well, she did make him cry, so yeah. <laughs> it's only the next logical step, really. Like, yeah, she was phenomenal. Like, she was so kind and yeah, everyone's up. Yeah, so was. No wonder. But he, when he goes to see her the next day, she comes down with another John, and yeah. he just kind of realises, like, ah, shit, that's her job. Yeah, like, but especially, he, I think, the bit after she was, like, cupped this dude's yeah. genital area. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I'm just going to take this present off the table. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't Oops. have acted so rashly. Yeah. Uh, I think he might uh, engages her again, but then he engages other sex workers and he kind of gets over that. Yeah. But, you know, that's probably Thank a goodness. big thing that he needed to do in his yeah. life to kind of get one over one of the hurdles that he had. Oh, yeah, I yeah, know he has some pretty serious PTSD dreams at one point. Yeah. Um, I know. And you also, you see him at his desk and he's like trying to write a letter to the family of Wilson, the soldier. Soldier shot, yeah. And he's got like this really famous anti-war book. I did notice the books there actually on the shelf and I was um, like, oh, interesting. Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, which is like one of the greatest anti-war books ever. Right. So yeah, he's well and really going down that route now. He ends up leaving the town with Charlie. So Charlie comes out of a room. He's been with a sex worker and he claims that the sex worker made fun of him for not, you know, his penis doesn't function Yeah. because um, he's paralyzed. Whether or not he did, he's obviously punched her in the face because she's bleeding. Yeah. It got very violent. And it's all very violent. So they get kicked out and, you know, Ron goes to his aid. They both get kicked out. And there's apparently another sort of town a little bit further south or whatever that's like does the same sort of thing, has the same reputation for paralysed and disabled war vets. And so they try to go there, except they're fucking belligerent, as per usual, mm-hmm. in the back of the cab. And then he starts using some slurs against the cab driver. And the cab driver's like, that's it. And just dumps him on the side yeah, of the road. Yeah, <laughs> that'll teach you, you fucking like, idiots. You're he was being so nice and then you kept at him and at him and he was just like, fuck off. I have, yep. time. I have my dignity. At least he put them in the wheelchairs. Like, yeah. that was pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't just like, turf them just, out. Yeah. <laughs> Tipped them out and yeah. kept the bloody uh, wheelchairs. That would have been like the absolute kicker. He could have yeah. sold those for a pretty penny, I reckon. Yeah, <laughs> They're all standing on the side of the road and so they have to get at each other because, you know, they're both drunk and angry. Mm-hmm. And Charlie is like, you never had to kill a baby when you were like, I don't even know if you were then. He keeps going on about his baby. So obviously he was forced to kill a baby, which is why it made me thinking about the poor little baby that yeah. Ron saw. And Ron's like, you don't know what I saw. You like, And he won't sort of admit what he's done. But he's like, you have no idea. And they have a big fight and then they start spitting in each other's face. Really yeah. Hard. And I was like, oh, diseases. <laughs> so oh, yeah. many diseases. Charlie looks like he's got some, he's got some sores around his mouth. And, yeah. yeah. And also they'd both been with several women. Yeah. And I was like, this is a wonderful way to spread communicable disease. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe don't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and then they start having a physical scuffle and they roll out of their chairs and down the hill. And luckily this, another local comes by and he's pickup truck and sees these two wheelchairs. Yeah. Just on the side. And goes down like, are you okay? And he, he rescues them, thankfully. Um, And they've kind of fought their rage out a bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the kind of it for Ron he's like okay I don't need to be here anymore he goes back to the US and he actually goes via Georgia which is where Wilson was from so that's probably one of the things he realised as well is that this is something that's eating at his conscience mm-hmm. and he needs to get to relieve himself of that and yeah. yeah whatever so he goes and he talks to their family so it's his parent the parents of Wilson and his wife and son um, yeah widow and the yeah. son uh, so apparently she'd been pregnant while Wilson's over there so he never got to meet his son um, the family's really lovely and kind lots of dogs so many dogs so many dogs I was like yes uh, there was at least I counted at least 10 yeah. 
<laughs> and they're all very friendly, friendly boys. Yeah, that she's talking and they're talking about um, Wilson and everything, and they talk about. We didn't really hear much about how he died, but we're told it was far. He died quickly. He died honorably. Ron decides to come out and explain what happened, which is confronting for everyone. The widow says, "Look, I can't." forgive you for this but maybe the lord will like i think the way she said it was still pretty forgiving like she could have yeah she was obviously very hurt and i can't imagine if somebody like you know killed your partner even though but i think she recognized that it was an accident was like no i like i can see that this has been eating away at you as well so like i think she probably appreciated him owning up to it and telling the truth yeah exactly the parents are obviously more because the dad had said like we've been in every single war this country's ever fought in so he would have understood probably something happened in his family most times before and it's probably mm-hmm. a little bit of closure for them because they just thought oh he's been shot by the enemy and now I know like someone knew him and yeah. was there when he died yeah of, it was like. a tragic accident yeah so there's like a huge weight off his shoulders now he goes back to home or to the New York kind of area um, and it's an anti-war march and he's actually proactively in it now so he's like it's when it first starts coming through like the way it wasn't explicitly the first front line of this protest march wasn't explicitly anti-war but as you see more people go through you see the anti-Vietnam war like vets against the war yeah signs and everything so at first I was like where is this and like okay no it's the anti-war march he's in it he's wagging a flag they're all screaming like fuck the Vietnam war yeah one two three four we don't want your fucking war yeah. and I was like aha <laughs> very <Nice>. good <laughs> yeah so they actually march into the Republican National Convention which is where Nixon has just accepted the nomination nomination for a second for... term I think yeah yeah oh Nixon oh my goodness um yeah although the, he's uh... the one who stops the war right uh yeah so he pulls from what I could see um on good old Wikipedia um, he actually was, yeah, like decided to start pulling the troops out. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it was his administration that were the ones that were like, yeah, no, nah, I think we'll... Uh eat these yeah. guys out of here. <laughs> yeah, I think that's about enough of that. Yeah. But um, um, something that really stuck with me actually was the, the crowd there was chanting four more years. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is, I was like, nope, this is too close to home for yeah, me. No, 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 yeah. No. But Nixon like did something shit and resigned. Like had yeah, the Watergate. fucking grace mm. to go like, okay, I fucked up. I'm out of here. Well, I mean, it was a huge scandal. So. It was a huge scandal. <laughs> it wasn't but really also, any other option for him. <laughs> I don't know who missed the memo, but Trump rapes underage girls. Yeah. And amongst other other terrible things, yeah. he's like, it's going to stay here in my job and four more years for me. Yeah, please. well, even seeing the way that Nixon, because I think they've pulled actual footage from yeah. the rallies or yeah, know, yeah. The, the GOP convention. Even seeing the way that Republicans back then, it's a stark contrast to today. And yeah, it's just wild. Like I saw um, a video of John McCain not long ago on Twitter and like a speech about, you know, how he'd lost to, I think, Barack Oh, yeah, Obama. I watched that too. And you're like, yeah. what? <laughs> I was like, wow, what do you mean? Like, and it's like one of those unfortunate things. Like, all of these conservatives now just have a terrible name because of this select few, like mm. this minority. And one thing that I learned when doing activism and stuff like that, it's this it's the minority that yells the loudest. Yeah. Like it's the few people that scream the loudest. Yeah. So the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Kind yeah. Of, yeah, exactly. yeah. I mean, you see people and they're all like, even though there's disabled vets and they're, they're like kind of roughhousing and trying to get them out. Yeah. But if that had been 2020 with Trump, like they probably would have just punched the shit out of those yeah. vets and like but even and that shot encar- encouraged it whereas yep. Nixon was like no we would honour our vets yeah. And yeah but even that shot like when they're being escorted out of the convention there's this shot of so basically it's from his point of view 
and the crowd's literally like in his face screaming mm. at him. Yeah. And it goes in direct contrast to, you know, like the Christian values, the Republican yeah. values, like all of these patriots. Like he's gone and made the ultimate sacrifice mm. and served his country. And they're like, no, fuck you, like right in his face. Yeah. And he's also he says when he's, because the reporters latch onto this and start interviewing them and Ron starts, you know, talking. He's a, uh, quite a good speaker, which is, I guess, what the whole point of the movie is. Yeah. Uh, and he's like saying, we're, you know, they say you're anti American and everything, but we love America. We yeah. love Americans. We don't want them to die in wars like this. Exactly. This is why we're flying this and they're all like fuck you you hate America get out yeah. no, no, no you missed the entire fucking point of what they're protesting yeah about. like love your neighbour like you know yeah. treat others as you, you would want to be treated and I saw a good thing about like if Jesus was alive today yeah. Republicans would be like oh Jesus is a fucking diehard lefty communism but yeah. like it's just so mad like I think it's just been so distorted and I think a lot of the stuff with the wars especially you know they're like oh like that's the ultimate sacrifice like you know you give your life and everything but like why is your life worth that like why is your life worth giving up for your country it doesn't make any sense no what is your country like if the country's going to give me a big gold bullion for doing that yeah maybe might reconsider it but yeah, yeah unless Maybe if they give me at least 10 dogs, uh, <laughs> I might think about it. Yeah, like, yeah, you're not getting anything and you're just, yeah, you're meant to give everything to your country and you actually, yeah. not only do you not get anything in return, you're actually actively fucked over by it afterwards. Yeah, which absolutely. Is yeah, like that lack of funding. Yeah. You, you know, you're left to self-medicate. And don't, they're like, oh, don't talk about it. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, you went to war. Like, thanks so much. We'll celebrate you two days of the year. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, it's pretty much, well, good luck. Yeah. Enjoy your pension. Not even good luck. So I don't recall good luck yeah uh just goodbye uh here's some money like uh, yeah it's fucked they do eventually get kicked out and it turns out one of the other protesters is a narc is a cop yeah and, and he's like i'm gonna arrest you ron and he's like well you're a cop but he manages to get, and he starts screaming and other protesters here and they yeah come as a big scuffle and he manages to get away without that's the, when he loses his chair yeah, yeah. His wheelchair. yeah. But they get it so he's all right because that's one of the things you don't think about it's like if you have something happens to your wheelchair yeah like that's that is like if i broke my leg like, yeah it's you can't run anywhere that's your limb now yeah like, yeah, and, yeah it yeah, is so. it's like it's this is literally his way how to move around yeah. like it would be like yeah if you chopped off one of our legs and mm. they're like off you go run, go yeah. run he'd be like what Right? Yeah. yeah, totally fine. She'll be sweet. He's about the, you know, the immediate thing he does, which is a thing that the all these vets have that people probably don't consider is that these people have been in the war and they're pretty good at delivering orders and yeah. you know working out how to like strategize is what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um. And so they're like, okay, all these people have been arrested. Blah blah. blah. The cops are beating the shit the cop, out of yeah, everyone but as if per we usual. Just a, <laughs> we just charge the doors again. The press will see us. We'll make a point. We want the press to see all of this. Yeah. And so they do that. Probably not that successful from what I can tell, but it's still like they so passionate. They just keep going yeah. back and back and probably get arrested a million times. But that's that's the whole point of it, I guess. We then go to four years later. It's 1976. It's a Democratic National Convention. And basically, Ron is going to be like the guest of honor. Yeah. Getting a big talk. And he's already he's released his book because people are asking to sign his book. And I noticed they had a picture of Ron, actual Ron on the back of the book. Like, yeah. The real book. Like, they match that hideous hairstyle. Yeah. I feel like horrible <laughs> 70s hairstyle. Yeah. We were talking about that like while we were watching it. <laughs> Cara's like, that can't be his real hair. That has to be a weird. <laughs> and I was like it is so awful like mm. it's like this wispy awful mullet type it's not yeah. even quite a mullet it's just it's wispy just and, and awful wispy and, oh, it's a 70s baby like, <laughs> oh, and his horrible moustache yuck that was like I think one of the most disgusting things out of the whole film like not the fake lungs like there was one scene where he like literally just tries to put his hand on this exposed lung and I was like no sweetie that ain't gonna fix it like <laughs> you tried but no um, also no I think she's probably a bit uh, a bit beyond repair yeah. but um <laughs> but yeah I was like after all of that seeing that that 
disgusting moustache was the thing that disturbed me more than anything else in that film. <laughs> it's like it was so it bad. Pretty, but it was it done. can't possibly have been. It was like it was triangular. Done. Like yeah. it was just so but fake. Then I'm like, are we just taking the like ripping the Mickey out of hundred percent because that's actually what he looks. Yeah, like. I feel bad, but like sorry if that was your actual but thing. Mostly, on, but mostly, <laughs> I'm gonna blame the seventies for that. Yeah, it's and also maybe the like the prop department because right. that yeah. was pretty fucked up <laughs> right. but yeah, he's um he has like as he's getting wheeled up and press uh, asking him questions of what he's going to talk about and plan- plans for the future and everything he kind of has flashbacks to things in his past and one of the things he remembers is, is when his mum said to him i had a dream where i saw you talking to a big bunch of yeah. good people and you're really powerful and everything and he's like that was what she was talking about yeah and yeah and he's like obviously reached a really good place in his life where he's doing good and he's happy and yeah i think, think he had a wife as well actually oh yeah yeah so i noticed like because he i'm pretty sure like he was holding hands with a woman okay and i think she gave him a kiss on the cheek as he Aww. was going to be wheeled out so yeah i think he'd gotten married yeah. um which was really sweet out of here donna yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. fuck off donna <laughs> she didn't even say that donna was played by kira sedgwick who hasn't changed once no she literally two. looks exactly the same i was like what no hang what <laughs> so how is that woman 50 years old but she's also only 20 what yeah i was i just couldn't it was so strange like trying to place her like in this film and i was yeah. like no kira sedgwick no, no. what <laughs> no <laughs> my brain's like eh. <laughs> kind of like when you see uh the actress who plays oh my name mcfly's mum she was just oh yes yeah i just yeah. just did a podcast episode with her and she has sex with tom cruise's character oh and you're like i can't not see my mcfly's mum. oh no <laughs> no <laughs> yeah i don't like that visual at all yeah yeah that's a lot of, lot of nudity in that film too and you're like no my innocent eyes <laughs> my childhood <laughs> No, I don't want to think about... Oh, no. I watched Back to the Future not that long ago as well. That's all right. You see Tom Cruise's dick in it too, so... Oh, okay. So it balances out. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, (laughs) What was it? The giant erect penis? Big erect penis. Big erect penis. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Um, Yeah, that's... Actually, the film ends like it's just him, you know, living his best life, being an anti-Vietnam war vet, and you know, giving talks, having a book out, and I guess married too. So kind of a nice ending to yeah. what is like a could have been a really tragic story, but yeah. a man who really did good. And so yeah, like I said, he helped write it with the director Oliver Stone, and yeah, you can kind of tell because it seems to be I haven't read the book, so yeah, uh, it might be worth know, looking but, into. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably should before I start talking about it. But anyway, yeah, uh, yeah so that is born on the fourth of July. So yeah, like I can't say I enjoyed it. Yeah, because it's it would never normally be the kind of film that I would watch. Yeah, I agree. Like I think that it was. I think it was definitely interesting. Like it yeah. held my attention. But yeah, I don't think I so much enjoyed it. I think yeah. it was it was almost not quite confronting, but like it definitely made you. I was like kind of a few points. I was like, oh, that's very relatable. And but I, I do hope that's. I guess that's a point. Like yeah, it's not to be absolutely. Like, mm, yes, this is a, a film about good times and yeah, of course yeah, things exploding and what a nice, yeah. what a fun, enjoyable experience. It's like I want you to all feel really fucking uncomfortable about these truths. Yeah, and, just, uh, and the fact that it's still relevant today is just. Yeah, so I was like, point. like it was relevant in the fucking sixties and seventies relevant in the late 80s when this yeah. film was made and it continues to be relevant now yeah maybe humans will learn their lesson guys. yeah <laughs> um yeah so it's not enjoyable like it's engaging it's well it's well made it's interesting tom cruise as i keep saying acted his fucking ass off yeah i think this was the one so he people did oppose him being for like why are you casting him he's yeah kind of like a the young heartthrob kind of actor mm. and you know he acted his ass off he yeah he really did a really good job like wanted to make a point of 
yeah. I can be a dramatic actor, which kind of has fallen out of again now. He's yeah. He's action films now, but yeah. He, yeah, he, he should have probably, I think he got nominated for it. Yeah, there was a few awards that were won um, when I looked at Academy, it. Academy, but didn't actually get it, which I don't know. I don't know what came out at the time. Also, the Oscars are bullshit, so who cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, really good film in that sort of sense. Yeah, Uncomfortable Truths and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So we might go into criticisms. There's a few. We've come up with a few new ones. Usually you haven't watched Tom Cruise movies. So, no, uh, yeah. You know, so yep. like the main one would be running. Like Tom Cruise's bio on his <laughs> Twitter is running a movie since 1981. Like, right, okay. What, I didn't even know he had Twitter. Cruise. There you go. <laughs> Very famous for his running. I've oh. seen like the film, like the previews of like Mission Impossible yeah. and stuff, and he's like absolutely gunning it. Yeah. So yeah, I, so, I do have an idea. In of the what 80s, I mean. <laughs> he just had this gangly run that he had. It to... was bad, man. Yeah. Like I don't even know how. It was just so bad. It was like I run like a. a I just can't run. No, I, I can't just run. I just look. Ever like... since I was a child, like I, I was a very very tall child. Everyone's like, you must be good at running. I'm like, imagine a baby giraffe, and then yeah, that's me. Yeah, I'm literally like, and like I I just can't. Like my gait's not good. Yeah. My fleet. Feet, my fleet <laughs> my feet are so flat like I just I can't and, and I'm like that's yeah. how I would probably I think actually you know what I'm gonna go and say one further and say that he looked worse than me running <laughs> <laughs> and that is an achievement so <laughs> uh, yeah so he does do some running in here however it is not the famous Tom Cruise running that we're used to no so other things that are usually Tom Cruise-isms would be like stunts and mm. stuff so aren't stunts necessarily in this movie however he was in wheelchair the whole time he yes. had to be in a wheelchair like yep. he fully committed to that now there's a lot of trivia in this movie which we'll get into but one of the things that fascinated me and I'm like oh they definitely wouldn't be able to do that now was that he and Oliver Stone looked into a nerve agent that Tom Cruise could take to actually make his legs oh that sounds so dangerous but they couldn't actually find a reasonable way like a practical or safe way to actually administer that so they didn't do that yeah well I mean yep valid paralyzed. <laughs> he would never run and do his run again like why would you even consider that like I don't know maybe method acting was a big thing back then I don't know that's just very concerning yeah. so they didn't do that but he was in his wheelchair the whole time and like he the way he falls and everything, he tumbles out of that wheelchair and when yeah. he's doing rehab and everything a few times and that was all differently Tom Cruise so you can say stunts wise yeah, there's a bunch of things that fell on his ass multiple yep. times um, there's a new Tom Cruise we discovered in the last few films where Tom Cruise gets drunk and has a big rant and previously they've not been good like Tom Cruise is not a man who would probably ever get drunk or has very rarely been I think because he's probably because percent- he'd jump on couches and declare his love for people <laughs> without drinking thank yeah you. exactly so like that's probably yeah. why he doesn't and he's, like, he's, a, he's the most professional man in Hollywood so he yeah he probably just doesn't have time like I'm sure he's not teetotaler or, or anything he just yeah doesn't strike me as a person that would um... I think he'd probably enjoy a good scotch mm. I've seen him drinking there's a hilarious picture of him looking like a dad drinking a big Guinness <laughs> <laughs> that visual is good. Uh, I like, enjoy he's like that. Wearing a sweater with like his collar poking out, I'm like Dad, put the glitters down. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so yeah, but he's the kind of person who I imagine is just not a big drinker. So he definitely wouldn't drink to be in the role for the role. And so he's never been very good at acting drunk. But I think he is in this. Yeah. Comparatively to Jerry Maguire or All the Right Moves and the other couple of films where he's done it. Yeah. So he and he doesn't have like a big in those movies. He kind of he's drunk and then he has a big rant or has a big monologue. Right. This is more of just him being a belligerent drunk and showing yeah. how he's coping with his. Yeah. He was just basically being a drunk asshole, really. Yeah. yeah so. But it's still like it's Tom Cruise and we only discovered a few movies ago and yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's popped up again. Uh, Tom Cruise being drunk and just having a bloody crack at something. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you don't see another Tom Cruise isn't his Tom Cruise's dazzling smile or his big like the way he laughs or the way he claps when he's <laughs> excited or anything. Uh, when he 
does in real life and in his movies. Uh, there's none of that because that's not, that's not the kind of movie it is. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit of smiling before he goes off to the war. Yeah, um, like when he's it, muck around with his friends or anything, but yeah. it's not like that. And when he's like love heart eyesing the, the oh, Marines. Oh, yeah, he does, yeah. yeah he does uh, and have... also when he love heart eyes the sex worker. Yeah. He's kind of like... You know, Big shit eating grin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's not the Tom Cruise smile that we see right, in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, that's probably it for Tom Cruise-isms. I can't actually really think of what else. We, I always forget what my own fucking rules are for Tom Cruise. <laughs> so, whatever, I probably missed a bunch. Yeah, I should have a list. I should have a list for everything. But, but not as this. you've discovered, I wing everything yeah. all the time, forever. That's totally fine. It's <laughs> yeah. the best um, way to do things. <laughs> I thought we could just, before we review, I just wanted to go through a little bit of trivia. I'm not going to do a uh, mini-sode because we actually, anything I thought we'd cover in a mini-sode, we covered very effectively during yeah. these two episodes. Fantastic. So, good on us. Yay. Um, so I'll just go through the trivia real quick. Apparently the real Ron Kovic gave Tom Cruise his bronze star for, the, for his performance. So oh, wow. Yeah. He really liked the performance. Um, I would be really curious to see, like, with Ron in real life, if there was any sort of repercussions for what happened. Yeah, well, I guess I should probably just read his fucking book. Yeah. yeah. No, but that would be very interesting to see. Like, and it's interesting that he's received those medals too, yeah. especially knowing what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is the one about the nerve agent. That, oh, I, I just don't like that at all. No, that's silly. <laughs> you really hurt my, my Timothy Cruise or don't. Uh, the word fuck is used 289 times throughout this film. An excellent number. That's about how many times I use it a day. Yes, that's yep. about right. Yep. <laughs> also <laughs> um, the same. The, for the duration of filming the scenes after Ron is paralysed, he stays in the wheelchair on the set as much as possible. As I said before, uh, the last scene to be shot in the entire film, which I had to like try and do as quickly as I could before the sunset, was the wheelchair fight between Tom Cruise and William Dafoe. Oh, right. <laughs> in the middle of the fin- desert. They finish and they're like, oh, that's a wrap. And like these two disabled, distraught, traumatised men fighting. You're like, that's a wrap. But it's yeah. a party now. Yeah, <laughs> like, get up and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was one thing I thought during one of the first pro- the first protests that Ron goes to is a black soldier rips off his medals, medals yeah. and everything so um, he says that the bronze star and the purple heart that he received in Vietnam mean nothing and he throws them off and these are the same two honours that Oliver Stone and the real Ron Kovic received after serving in Vietnam so wow. that's like a real yeah like interesting well as Gina would say she did try selling like selling those medals and they couldn't even get like $12 on eBay or something like okay. out of Brooklyn Nine-Nine oh yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> it's like I tried selling those online. They're not even worth like $10 or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, Obviously, the actual medals are worth a lot like sentimentally. And they're yeah. worth a lot to replace too, actually. Yeah. Like my dad, I think he either got a copy of his made or we actually got a copy. So my great, great, great grandpa. I think mm. oh my great great he fought in I think World War One um and we the family had like lost the medals and actually having to replace them was very expensive really? yeah yeah so like there's places that you can go and they do like replica medals and they're several hundred dollars like they're incredibly expensive goodness me yeah it's like a fun like I feel like if something happens to the medals and you earn them that if something happens to them you should be but then I guess maybe you've sold them they right? only no they only issue them once so in Australia for example your if you get a medal mm. your initials and your like your name and your service number are actually engraved on the yeah. the out like the outer rim of it. Yeah. So that's how they know that they're genuine. Um and yeah, you only get issued okay. one set. Seems a little bit rough, but then I'm never gonna join the um, forces to find out. Yeah. <laughs> one final fact is that I just thought I'd end it on a really fun note. <laughs> that doesn't sound very fun. <laughs> Oliver Stone had real animal feces brought in set for the animal scenes in the VA hospital. Oh no, they touched those real with their hands poop. Real too. poop. Just bringing in 
something. They're like, Oliver, what have you got in those big sacks? He's like, Dad, poop. Why? Why wouldn't you just be like, you know what? You know let's what just like mud. wet a brownie and just like, I don't know. Like, we wanted them to really react like it stunk real bad and we're having a bad time. I, that's very easy to do. Like, yeah. we all know what disgusting shit smells like. <laughs> it's not a hard thing to imagine. <laughs> oh, he's like, he's gone from, you know what? Instead of imagining this, we're going to bring real shit onto the scene. This is the people who wanted to give Tom Cruise a nerve agent. Yeah, and, and then I'm like, you know what? We're going to escalate that further and we're also going to like temporarily paralyze our main star yeah. of the film. And like, turds everywhere. No worries. Fuck what is wrong with Oliver Stone? <laughs> um, Oliver Stone, if you're listening, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so weird. Definitely not something you can do in the uh, 30 years later. Not things you can probably they do. They 100% would be signing those into contracts yeah. being like, no, we will not use nerve agents. Uh, isn't that like an illegal form of torture? Like, yeah, you probably. can't use nerve agents on people. Do you know what you could have done for his legs? Is that just make him like cross his legs awkwardly for a while? And yeah. Like, or like, I don't know, strap them in. Anesthetize his legs. If they had to do it, if they I had mean, to do something. I mean, if you're going to be a good actor, you should probably be able to do that. Yeah, right. Congress did a fine job. So, yeah, it was not, ne- it's so not then, needed, not necessary, necessary. at all. And <laughs> <laughs> um, now with the turds. So, we'll review the movie now. I actually don't know how to review this because, yeah, like I said, it, it's not enjoyable, but it's a well made film. But maybe I do did enjoy it in that I was learning a lot as I watched it. Like, yeah. I was looking things up, and now I want to read the book, and I actually want to learn more about the Vietnam War. Yeah. Because I feel a bit silly for not knowing very much about it. So, I'm going to give it four. Four big erect penises out of five. <laughs> Oh, that's too good. <laughs> not, so not the, my ideal Tom Cruise movie, but in, in terms of if anyone else was in it and was, did a good job acting, it would still be like it's powerful and it you know, made me think and made me learn stuff. So, yeah. Um, what would you like to rate it? Um, I think I would give it a 3.5 uh, Jesus Christ on crosses uh, out of five. Um, that he's mom throwing at his mum. Yeah, throwing at his mum. <laughs> just specifically the one that he pulled off the wall. Just purely for the fact that, yeah, very similar. Like it's not something that I really like enjoyed that I mm. I didn't love it but yeah I, I'm very much interested in it as well and like oh yeah I was googling the Vietnam War yeah. while we were watching and I had no idea it lasted for 15 years no, like no it was idea. such a long war and that's just not something that we touched on but yeah like everything the storyline was like gripping it was it was long but it was enough to keep my attention mm. like I wasn't sort of um, yeah there was no like oh, that looking at yeah I'm gonna start scrolling through Instagram yeah. or anything like that I was quite interested in it but yeah and any any sort of stuff that I was doing on my phone was more to look into sort of like, like things. I didn't know that. What? Yeah, I was like, what do you mean? And then, yeah, like Nixon and stuff like that who actually pulled the troops out, which was really interesting. Yeah, I think definitely a very interesting film for anyone who is kind of, I guess, interested in that kind of stuff, yeah. whether you like, whether, you, you know, you're interested in war films or interested in any kind of like war activism, not war activism, anti-war activism. Or if you're um, fucking think wars are pretty neat and you yeah. think they're all right maybe watch this and be like oh okay that's a different position. bit fucked up yeah. uh yeah maybe we shouldn't like accidentally kill civilians so yeah no i think and also knowing i guess having that background and knowing mm. how a lot of things operate and and kind of having a bit of an understanding of the defense force here yeah. and all of that it's quite interesting to have that insight and see like the comparisons yeah, especially yeah. like the inside joke about the air force and they're like haha the air force and i was like haha the air force yeah. <laughs> Why am I the Air Force? 
<laughs> yeah, I had to explain it to Kara. <laughs> Basically, the Air Force is the cushy force out of all, <laughs> all three. So, but yeah, no, I did, I did enjoy it for my first full Tom Cruise experience. Mm. Quite interesting. He's still quite young, so I would be curious mm. to see how his like acting style and things develop throughout Look, the rest if you of his want career. Some recommendations for some movies. There's a I'm whole listening. list. <laughs> there's, a, there's this little podcast I've heard of. That yeah, <laughs> weird. I think it's something about Tom Cruise reviews. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, uh, that's our basically our uh, summary of Born on the 4th of July. Uh, we hope you enjoyed listening. For now, if you want to find Alison online, you can find her at... At Infinite Alley N with two L's and I'm on Instagram and Twitter under that handle. Awesome. And likewise, it's Tom Cruise Reviews on Instagram, Tom Cruise Review without the S on Twitter. And if you want to find my website, it's TomCruiseReviews.com. That is it for now. Uh, we won't have a mini-sode this week, so have another week off before my next podcast thank you all for listening and we'll catch you next time